It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. The Sick Podcast, Recruits Draftcast, is back yet again this week. Uh, we had the Prospect Tournament, which is a lot of fun and a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, Grant, as always, we're going to be looking at our Habs Prospect of the Week, Riser of the Week. We have a Sleeper of the Week this week and Prospect of the Week. So without further ado, let's get started. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Recruits Draft Cast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's going to be sick. As always, I am your host, producer Shane, joined by the amazing Grant McCagg. Uh, Grant, we it was a big week this week for hockey, right? Training camps are underway, but most importantly, it was rookie tournaments all over the, the NHL. Segments of teams were having rookie tournaments, right? And, uh, you know, a lot of hype uh, uh, for some of those rookies, namely the kid that we heard in, in that intro there, Connor Bedard. Uh, so let's just start with him. I mean, first game against St. Louis, this guy rips a hat trick and just just dominates. I mean, it's it it, it just looks too easy for him. Yeah, I, I mean that. I would have been more surprised if he'd have got shut out. To be honest with you, <laughs> exactly. Thought, really, yeah. that's what I expected, and really, he he lived up to the billing. And I mean, that's all he's done the past eight months, nine months is live up to the billing. So yeah, yeah, uh, as expected. I mean, he's, uh, he's going to be dominant against uh, other teams, rookies. Uh, and uh, I expect him to score a few in the exhibition season too, and, and get off to a good start and win the Calder trophy and all that good stuff. I, I I'm not expecting anything less out of him. He's, he's a phenom. Yeah, uh, he's proving it time and time again. I mean, there's yeah. just no doubt about release, it anymore. That release is just amazing. Like the way he can bring it into his, he he not only controls the you know whether it goes left or right, he he controls the <laughs> the height on it with his mm-hmm. release. Like uh, I've never seen anything like it. He's just uh, you can tell. Like I don't know if you ever saw that video. It was amazing where. You know, went back to growing up as a kid and it interviewed his dad and stuff and just the amount of hours that he put into working on his yeah. shot all the time. Just goes to prove again, you can have lots, loads of natural skill, but to to, to be a superstar, you really have to work at it. And uh, he's no exception. No, I mean, that release is is insane. Every time I see that, those those clips... And I just scratch my head. I'm like, how, how can you do that? How, how do you get to that level at such a young age already? Like NHL level shots, sure. But this guy is 18 and he, he probably has one of the best wrist shots already in the NHL. And he hasn't even played a game yet. Are you kidding well, me? <laughs> well, like when he hurt his hand there, like that, that yeah. going back to that, to that video, uh, where his dad talking about, you know, he just shot with one hand and he could lift it over the top of the net. Shooting with one hand. You ever tried to shoot with one hand? It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. So just how strong are this kid's wrists already? You know, it's just uh, he's a he's a freak. 
Yeah, yeah. For any kid watching, the lesson here is not to break your arm. Okay, don't don't break your arm. The lesson here <laughs> is work hard, and good things yeah. will happen. <laughs> now, yeah. another guy that has worked hard and a lot of hype around him is Adam Fantilli, right? Now, listen, the Columbus Blue Jackets. We we can we, <laughs> we can talk about that whole situation if we want, but we need to talk about their prospect pool because it is ridiculous. And he, Adam Fantilli is the headliner. He's He's the big boy. Every eye, every eyeball is on him. And again, he lived up to the hype. This guy also scored a hat trick. I think he had a five point game, uh, very involved in every prospect game he played. Uh, did, did he live up to your hype? Three goals, two assists in the game. Yeah, I guess I, I wasn't expecting six points. Like, you know, we set her for five. <laughs> we set her for five. Um, it, it It's funny, you know, going back to the, how devastated um, Columbus uh, was when they didn't, they didn't end up like, you know, it came down to three teams at the draft lottery that, you know, and then uh, yeah. Kevin Weeks saying, Oh, Columbus, you're out. You know, we kind of knew ahead of time that they were the third, but uh, um, cause they were devastated because they thought that they lost the opportunity to, uh, to pick Fantilli. I mean, that's no disrespect to Leo Carlson. You know, Carlson looked looked excellent in the rookie camp too. He had a couple mm-hmm. of really nice assists and uh, scored a nice goal. So you know, Anaheim fans are happy, but Columbus fans right now and management is ecstatic. You know, uh, yeah. it, it just it couldn't be a better fit. Like I had them in in the mock draft. I had I assumed that. Fantilli was going number two to Anaheim. Mm-hmm. So in my mock draft, and I, I thought long and hard about it, I just, it seemed like with Fantilli gone, Dvorsky was the best fit because they needed a big two-way all-around center that could look after the defensive end of things as well as provide plenty of offense. And for me, that would have been Dvorsky with Fantilli gone. But that didn't have to happen because they uh, – Fantilli ended up dropping to him at three. So um, it's a perfect fit for them. I think, you yeah. know, Goudreau, Line, Fantilli will be, uh, oh. have a, have a, you know, all the elements of a top line down the road if that's ends up being their top line. And a, uh, it, he's a perfect fit. But yeah. um, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, they, they'll, they'll also have a better coach behind the bench this time around. So, um, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, n- n- not touching on the Babcock situation, but I just want to point out Pascal Vincent being hired oh, yeah. as as the Columbus Blue Jackets head coach is fantastic news, all right? This is a coach that is loved and respected by everyone around him that hasn't yet, that hadn't yet gotten the chance to coach at the NHL level, and now he does, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the recycling, you know, that, that boys club wheel that just goes around and around, bring in yeah. some fresh meat. All right. Pascal Vincent is going to be fantastic in Columbus. I am very happy about that. Something good that comes out of a terrible situation. So uh, Columbus is going to be an exciting team for many years. Uh, they've done some tremendous work there. Uh, year check coming up uh, in a bit. Cole Sillinger, Kent Johnson, you can name them all really. It's, it's going to be special. Um, yeah. So you and I, I mean, we, we both followed the tournament that happened in Buffalo more than the others. But before we head into that, is there any other team or player you'd like to touch on? 
Oh, just, uh, you know, uh, we were discussing before about who, who might, uh, who think will start the season mm. with, uh, with the NHL clubs, like obviously Bedard and, uh, Fantilli. I mean, I'd be shocked if they don't, that's a lock. What, what it's looking like is that the big three, the top three guys will end up sticking, um, Anaheim. I was speaking with, uh, um, Mason McTavish's uh, father today and uh he mentioned that Lindstrom uh has an Achilles uh torn Achilles and that's never good so he's out uh Zegers hasn't signed yet so there's two big holes in their top six right there and uh you know if Leo even has a pulse in uh in in the exhibition season I I I can't see him not sticking with the club. So he's at least going to likely start the season in Anaheim and see how it goes. But uh, he certainly got the skill and size to play this year. Now uh, it'll be interesting to see how he, how he does against NHL caliber players coming up. Cause I think he still needs to get stronger before he, he realizes his full potential, but certainly he's got the, the size and skill to, uh, to get by at the NHL level right now. Uh, so I'm expecting those three. Obviously, Smith's going back. He's going to go yeah. to college. Uh, Rhinebacker, from all accounts, is heading back to uh, to Cloton for a year. Mm-hmm. He needs he needs another year in the Swiss league. And uh, uh, Simashev's already back in Russia. Same with Michkov. So it looks like it'll be the big three that'll start the year, and that's not really a surprise. It's no. In recent years, it's it seems like it's the top two or three guys that usually end up sticking. Yeah, I think I think we all could have predicted that one. Um, so heading into the tournament in Buffalo, right? Four teams. It was the Sabers, the Senators, the Bruins, and the Habs. Um, so you know we'll touch on the Habs in a bit, but looking at Buffalo, Ottawa, and Boston, uh, which which players impress you the most? Honestly, didn't uh, watch them as closely as I did the Habs, but I did. You know, it was hard not to notice the uh, uh, Savoy, oh, um, boy, yeah. the big boys in Buffalo. Savoy, R- Rosen, um, Benson Good. with his, you know, always compete, always competing. I like this little uh, uh, brouhaha he had with Simono there. You know, two guys, <laughs> that, two little guys that that play. I think that there's X three. You know. And going at it, it was I got a kick out of that. But Coolidge as well, he mm. demonstrating that great shot he's got. So, therefore, uh, first round forward picks all look really good. And Buffalo, ah, I mean Ottawa, Montreal, Buffalo, Detroit. It, it, I know it's you know been saying it for a year or two that they're coming, and it's probably another year away for all of them. But yeah, wow. There's some uh, some nice talent on all four of those teams. Um, Ottawa didn't really have, uh, you know, their their big guns there. Uh, that most of them are with the big team, you know, the yeah. the, the young talent at this point. But uh, um, I I like the that Pfizer kid. Pfizer. You know, I mean, it's easy to. I think he scored in every game and and played well demonstrated a nice shot. He had decent stats last year. So I think he's going to get a good look in, uh, in main camp and, and certainly uh, land a spot with, 
with uh, Belleville at the very least. He yeah. impressed me. Ottawa didn't have a lot of guys that that impressed. I mean, Greg wasn't playing. Chuck didn't play against Montreal. Um, their defense uh, was kind of no name. I don't think they didn't have Clevin playing. So, um, but uh, the this Pfizer kid, I, I think you can be excited about him as a uh, as a nice uh, a nice guy, a nice surprise for them. Um, Boston, Matthew Poitra. Okay. Uh, impressed me. He was, I believe, a second round pick of of, of uh, Boston last year. Really competitive. He's he's a skilled kid, not the biggest guy, but when he works hard and and he did throughout the tournament, uh, skilled and smart and competitive. So um, I think they're very happy with with his progress so far and. Um, for me, that's those are the guys that stuck out for the other three teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Buffalo. You could you could go down the list. They they were pretty stacked there, and it showed because they yeah. basically stopped the Habs. They, they stopped everybody. But uh, yeah, it, that that was that was impressive. Um, obviously, you and I mostly followed the Habs, right? We looked at the Habs yeah. prospects, and there were a lot to look at. Um, uh, you know, the first game. Loss against Buffalo, but there is still some good there. And then two wins back-to-back against Boston and, and Ottawa. So do you have, you know, like uh, an MVP or you, you decide where we start? Who do you want to talk about first? Well, uh, for me, the the one uh, biggest, most pleasant surprise on defense was Tournier. Mm. Uh, he came back after a year in Slovakia and... and I know he's only 5'8", and yeah, the odds that he makes the NHL aren't high, but he's got NHL skill. He can skate like he can. He's got NHL skating ability and skill. Yep. Now, because of his size, obviously that's going to hold him back. Uh, but uh, I can see him. He, he, it's going to be hard to, to to cut him from Laval this year. I don't know that. They necessarily had him penciled in to start the uh, the season because there's going to be some good depth there. Like the, oh yeah, you know, I was looking at it like I didn't even I was looking at the roster and like Brady Keeper is another guy. You know, when you're you start go- getting through the veterans, they brought back Paquette Bisson. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, they're probably nine ten deep at uh, yeah. at the uh, Laval level. Now I'm not sure how big a roster they're going to keep. Like, uh, are they going to keep eight or nine defensemen in Laval? I know they can. I believe they can have larger rosters than NHL clubs, but you don't want yeah. kids sitting around too much either. You know, um, I guess the the guys that like the Ortizes and guys like that. I don't think Ortiz is going to make Laval based on what I saw at the rookie camp. There was. Uh, like even Lowen played better than him, I thought. The who is who was an invite and doesn't have the 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 AHL contract, but I think he'll get he'll likely get offered one at camp. Um, but Tournier for me, uh, you know, he had the two points in the in the uh, Buffalo game and pro- probably played better defensively than than Mayu, to be honest with you in that game. I thought Logan oh, yeah. uh, struggled, yeah. had his struggles in that game, uh, as well as Ortiz. And uh, 
Tournier was arguably their best defenseman along with Reinbacher in, in that first game. Mm-hmm. Um, Trudeau w- was steady. He, yep. It's hard to believe he's he's just 20 years of age. It, it was cool. He's out there directing uh, Reinbacher. Like they ended up, you know, the 18 year old defenseman, they, uh, who do they pair him with? You know, the, the steady, calm veteran influence. Well, Trudeau, who was the second youngest defenseman that the Habs had at the, at the camp was, was the guy <laughs> that they put with just goes to show you how mature he already is at yeah. 20 years of age. Um, they think the Habs brass thinks that Trudeau will play in the NHL. And so do I, um, if it, whether it's with the Canadians or not might be, you know, because there's just so much depth on the left side because there's Angstrom coming as well. Hudson coming, <laughs> like there's only three spots and then they, they have Gooley, Jack, I, you know, you go down the, you go uh, Matheson. Jeez. So it's just crazy, uh, crazy depth on the left side of the Canadians uh, at this point, um, which is a, pleasant problem but uh for me he was the he was the surprise of of uh the defense core and um up front and uh, i've got some backing on this uh jack eye was the one that that kind of surprised a little bit with just how Mm -hmm. his uh skill uh skating and smarts we're all maybe a little, maybe even a little better than, than we thought. Um, yeah. I, I look, I'm looking, I think he'll be one of the, he'll have a breakout season this year in, uh, I guess it's Bradford. Hamilton. Yeah, it's, it's no more Hamilton though. I was going to say Hamilton, but it's Bradford now, you know, not saying he's going to be the next Gretzky out of Bradford, but he's, uh, um, and, and it'll be interesting to see if they play him at center because at the end of last year he played a fair bit at center. Um, I think he's gonna he's gonna have a really strong OHL season, and uh, yeah. it's looking like where they picked him in the fourth round, uh, considering how tough he is and his size and the other elements that he brings, he's got bottom two line potential for sure, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's jumped ahead of a bunch of guys. Like I'm going to be moving him up my prospect list on the Habs when I uh, when I update the list over the next week. Yeah, his skating surprised me a lot. I wasn't expecting to move that well. Um, yeah. you know he's a he's a fantastic forechecker. I think we knew that already. But really, his his biggest strength I noticed is he just got under the skin of Ottawa. Like he he really rattled them because every time he was on the ice an Ottawa player was going after him. Right. And, and he can actually back that up. Like he can, you know, he can chuck him, Right. So that, that specific skill set is very rare and very useful in the NHL. Right. The mental games. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The bash brothers, right. Him and Arbor, you know, they, they could, they could very well do some damage uh, at the pro level. That's going to be fun to watch. At, you know, a fourth round pick is great value. Your, your chances are when you pick a guy in the fourth round, he's not going to make the NHL. So might as well take a swing on a guy who has a different skill set, you know, brings yeah. an aspect that most don't. And that's Florian Jack. So I was I was pleasantly surprised by him for sure. 
funny, um, like just just yeah. as, as an addendum to that. Um, speaking of fourth round picks, uh, I watched uh, Torpedo today, keeping an eye on Salaev, my my number one prospect, <laughs> and uh, <coughs> Bogdan Konyshkov had a goal and, and two assists in a three one win, and more. Yeah, he was a fourth round pick too. So Jeez. the two fourth rounders are looking really good uh, for the Canadians. I think they uh, they got really great value with with those picks. The more and more that uh, time goes on here, because uh, Philip Erickson's looked really good as well, and um, Fowler, I'm, I'm anxious to see. He's intriguing, mm. the, the goalie. Yeah. Thinking, uh, you know, we might look back in three or four years and. Uh, Consider this to be a, uh, the Habs to have had a pretty good draft class in 2023. That's it. That's it. I mean, you know, a, a big a big differentiator or, or you know a big aspect to that would be David Reinbacker, right? Uh, you know, swinging on him at five is how is that going to pan out? And and you mentioned him a little bit, saying you know he he was he was steady, and I agree. Um, you know, nothing, nothing flashy. I, I think it's, it's about what we expected, right? Like he didn't disappoint, but he didn't blow anybody's minds. Like what, what, what did you, what did you think of uh, good old David? Oh, uh, for an 18 year old defenseman, I haven't seen one that uh, looked that mature and poised uh, at a Habs rookie camp ever. Yeah, he, um, he could step into the NHL next year. If he gets, gets a little stronger, a little more experience. Mm-hmm. I don't see him uh, being far away. Um, he, he's just uh, really no flaws in his game. And that's, uh, you know, I don't know that, it, you know, you say a swing, but I think he, that was a safe swing. You know, yeah. I think it was a, it was a check bunt if it was a swing, you know, like he, <laughs> um, <clears throat> very safe, but also loads of potential. Um, I know the Habs brass, Bob Rov likes to bring up uh, Roman Josie, you know, as a no one uh, expected him to become a 80 point, 90 point defenseman at the NHL level. And uh, why can't, uh, you know, we'd be surprised at how much offensive upside Reinbacher has and Reinbacher. I guess oh. uh, did you notice that that <laughs> sounds it, funny? It got on my you're... nerves. I'm, even if it is the right pronunciation, <laughs> it, got, it got pretty annoying. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, you, do, do we say Johann Sebastian Bach or Bach? <laughs> you know. So, yeah. I mean, sure. If we were German, all right. Sure, Reinbacher. But you know, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep calling him the backer. You know. There you go. That Reinbacher, Reinbacher. I'll probably switch back and forth. Bach, Bach and forth. Back and oh, forth. Oh, okay. All right. But <laughs> en- enough about him. I, yeah, actually, yeah. I thought the, uh, the, like, you know, uh, all kidding aside, the I thought the uh, he did a really good job. Sebastian Goulet, uh, he did a really good job yeah. on the. Uh, yeah. But what I like is, you know, especially at these rookie tournaments, um, when they when they're not blabbing about other stuff, they're actually saying the guy's name that has the puck because you don't, you mm-hmm. you're, or you're looking at the game sheet for a, for a period and a half trying to figure out which player is which. He was really good. He had it. Yeah, 
he had a down pat, which players were were which and, and was saying their names. So saved a lot of uh, gazing down at the uh, score sheet to see which mm-hmm. number which guy was. So I thought he did a uh, actually did a good job of uh, covering the games in general. So shout yeah, out I to uh, Sebastian. I agree on that. And and I mean, we, even just watching the game, you can tell who the players were. I mean, the, it was it was filmed on a toaster. The the camera quality was was <laughs> right. awful, awful. Right. But yeah, no, that's 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 why Sebastien Goulet came in clutch, telling us which player had the puck because yeah. I had no I had no idea. Yeah, he. Anyways, I mean, he. Kudos to him. He he had to study it pretty well because he knew uh, he made very few mistakes on which which guy was which and that uh, you know that's better than than Bob Cole you know put put yeah. it that way. <laughs> as much as I love Bob, <laughs> he uh, he didn't always get the players straight. You know? Yeah, yeah. So last prospect I want to touch on is obviously Logan Mayu. Right, you had him number one in your Habs prospect rankings. First game against Buffalo, underwhelming. I think we can all agree on that. But after that, he played all three games, right? Boston, clear, clear improvement. And then Ottawa, again, to me, he was the best player on the ice. What did you think yeah. of Logan? Yeah, his confidence just uh, kept uh, growing as, as the tournament went along. Like, they, they tossed him, they threw him in the fire that first game. Okay, here's uh, here's Buffalo team with three top 15 yeah. picks. And Coolidge, who should have been a top 15 pick the way he's playing, uh, he never faced a team like that in uh, junior that had three top 15 picks. He never played World Juniors or U18s. Or, so he never faced talent like that in his life. And mm-hmm. he's, uh, uh, you know, here, here we go. You got to, you, your defense partner is going to be an ECHLer in, in Ortiz. Who, and uh, you're going to be out against Buffalo's top line. Uh, Good luck, and he 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 got caught flat-footed quite a few times in that first game, and you mm-hmm. started to wonder again. Geez, again, I could have swore he was a good skater from what I saw last year in the OHL, but it was more of a question of him just question questioning himself and and uh, being a little bit uh, doing a little too much thinking and not enough doing, and. Uh, what I liked was, uh, as you mentioned there, he played all three games. They threw him right back in the next afternoon. Like it, they played that yeah. night. He slept and didn't have much time to stew over all the mistakes he made or, you know, hopefully didn't go on social media and see the number one trending, uh, you know, Logan Mayu, and it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, yeah. right? Uh, so <laughs> just get right back out there. Gave him, uh, gave him a better defense partner in Struble in game two. And, um, you know, didn't have to face uh, nearly as strong a, a squad in Boston. I expect mm-hmm. him to be better, and he was. He he was a lot better in the second game and then even better by game three. So uh, kind of similar to his junior career, really, in that, like, he, uh, he started out uh, – pretty shaky defensively and by the playoffs last year he was playing 25 to 30 minutes a game and and good at both ends so i i think he's just going to keep improving uh, uh as the uh, exhibition season goes along go down to laval and and have a solid solid year there and hopefully if uh Montreal misses a playoffs and they trade some guys at the deadline like savard perhaps um 
he might get the call up later, mm-hmm. uh, depending on if if Barron's uh, where Barron is as well. So it'll be interesting with those two guys. I think they're uh, they're next in line on the right side, and maybe even uh, Lindstrom gets traded at the deadline as well. And that those yeah. two guys come in, we'll see. We'll see how it goes in in Laval, but I don't know. I think it's going to be almost more exciting to watch Laval this year than uh, the Montreal some nights. So, which which is kind of cool for for the Rocket, you know? Yeah, even uh, the Lyon Trois Rivières, the ECHL team, is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. chances are they're going to have you know Riley Kidney and and John Parker Jones, and anyways, we could we could. Touch on that another time, but uh, jumping into our Habs prospect of the week, you've mentioned him already. He was a 2022 seventh round pick, 216th overall, Miguel Tourigny. Let's look at some some highlights from the Buffalo game, I believe. Uh, his assist and his goal there, assist on Xavier Simonot's goal, first one. Just a nice pass. Yeah. Great shot. Oh, and he's good on goal. the power play. He yeah. can help Laval's power play, you know. Boom. And then he he, he 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 doesn't mind getting up in the play, and he got up there. Nope. Uh, you know, he's right beside the net. And he he's the typically not where you're supposed to be when you're a defenseman, but uh, he's not afraid to uh, he's not afraid to jump up into the play and uh, mm-hmm. think offense. But what impressed me more more than anything was just how solid he was defensively for a little guy. And he, uh, I wish you could throw uh, show more clips, but. Uh, I think there's some YouTube restrictions and stuffs that that kept us from doing that. Um, but uh, he knocked over a few guys. Um, he, he laid the body, um, knocked down a few guys. wasn't afraid to uh, mix it up. Um, I mean, wasn't pushing guys out of the front of the net that were six five, like you know, or anything like that. But he uh, he competed. He didn't get knocked down. He didn't lose battles by any stretch of the imagination, uh, decent leverage, decent position. I thought he was uh, capable defensively, like similar to, to Hudson in, in the fact that, you know, yeah, they're little guys, but they know how to play the, they know how to play defensively and they compete. And uh, you use your guile and speed and stick properly a smaller guy can can uh, can get by certainly at the AHL level, and I think uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to cut him from Laval, but if uh, if he keeps playing the way he did, because he can he can uh, he's a good puck carrying defenseman, um, can exit the zone with his speed, uh, good vision, uh, good puck skills. There's a lot to like about about him. Uh, at the AHL level, and I think he's probably going to earn a spot there. The, I, I, what was cool too was JF uh, who was uh, he threw him out on every penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that that he was out on the PK all the time? It's like uh, you don't often see the five eight defenseman uh, killing penalties, but uh, he he uh, he I think he caught JF's attention, and he said okay. Let's see what you can do, kid, because you're going to have to be able to defend to play. And uh, let's see how you look on the PK. And I don't know if he was on for a goal against in the tournament. I'm not sure that he was. I I, I can't even recall a defensive mistake that he made. 
like, no. a, like a, a botched pass, anything like that turnover. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he did. It just doesn't come to mind, but that's just how steady he was. And he produced right. offense on top of that. So just phenomenal value for a seventh round pick. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And that's, that's, it has steel written all over it. Okay. Riser of the week is Mr. Emil Hemming. He had quite the few games there. Seven goals, two assists in four games. That's nine points in four games. So yeah. he's he's living up to the hype that that was, you know, before the season started, eh? Yeah, I'm uh I think I'm going to be uh bringing you onto the scouting staff there cuz you uh you identified this guy and like in his game. At Helenka yeah. and yeah. He is looking like a top 10 guy. Like, I mean, we wanted to see a little more consistency. Well, seven goals in four games uh, at the finish junior, which is low scoring typically. Just about all of these are the goals, are, are his goals. Like, he, uh, he's got a great shot and good puck skills. He's a big guy, protects the puck well. But you can see he's got a, got a wicked snap or wrist shot there. Here he is again. And then, boom. Too easy. Uh, Almost doesn't do justice because the camera's so far away in Finland. Oh. But uh, <laughs> trust me, and these the are really nice. These are really nice goals. Yeah. And uh, but um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's got an NHL release, NHL size, uh, skates fine for a big guy. But uh, you know, he's like a bigger version of Coolidge, I think, almost, you know, the, um, which is a pretty good package. So he's uh, – I had him mid-teens, and uh, if he keeps he keeps this up, he'll be moving up into the uh, into the top 10 and be a solid uh, top 10 uh, prospect going down the road. So for me, he's the he's the riser in, in the first round for sure that, mm-hmm. uh, this week. Uh, very impressed with him. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to sleep on a nine point and four game performance. That is, yeah, quite good, quite good. Um, sleeper of the week, we have Vitali Pinchuk. Talk to us about this guy. Yeah, um, I was listening to the podcasts or the sorry the broadcasts, and they they say Pinchuk. Pinchuk. Now, don't ask me why, but Chuck is Shuk in uh, Belarusian or Russian, I guess. So. Uh, Mr. Pinchuk is uh, 21 years old, so oh, okay. been passed over, over in the draft yeah. a couple of times. But Europeans are still eligible for the draft. That, like, I mean, you can you can draft 21 year olds if if they were never drafted mm-hmm. and they're playing in Europe. He um, he played in Kingston in his draft year and uh, had about 30 points, I believe it was. So he didn't blow anybody away in his draft year, but he is, he's playing on a line in the KHL with uh, Nick Merkley, who was a first-round pick, mm-hmm. and Alexander Volkov, who was a top-50 pick by, by Tampa. And they always, you know, they've had some pretty good second-round picks in their, in their history, kind of like Kucherov and stuff. So usually, like, these guys are pretty uh, – I, mean, I think Simon the Snake Boisvert had him, like, Volkov like top 20 in his uh wow. draft year. Loved them. So <laughs> little shout out for, for Snake there. But he's playing with those two guys. They're 26 years old. Um he's 21. He's outplayed them both. 
He's bigger than mm. both. He's the center on the line. Um, nine points in six games. Uh, I think you can tell uh, the first clip, I maybe I, I should have been quiet and, and pointed it out, but the speed. He's got pretty good speed and, and back checks, really really hustles on the back check, which as you're, as you're learning here, I really like in a prospect. But uh, he's got a good shot. The loves um, loves to stand in front of the net and cause a disturbance. Uh, screen the goalie. Um, he, he's he plays regularly on the PK. And he's he's averaging over eighteen minutes a game. That's just a twenty one year old in the KHL. I think like he's a, he's a kid that's blossoming. Uh, you know, a little later than than perhaps some guys do, but uh, yeah. he um, for me. He's a sleeper and someone that we keep an eye on for the rest of the year. If he can put up anywhere close to a point per game or better as a 21-year-old in the KHL, 6'2 center that, that can skate, can kill penalties, do a little bit of everything, uh, I don't see why he why he can't uh, be considered at mid-rounds to late rounds in the draft as a, as a guy that uh, – What's cool too about a 21 year old it is uh, you know here he is on the back check he gets in there and uh, gets back to to cover the guy and he was probably a line behind him at the time so yeah. uh, you know I wasn't expecting much I, I I'm pouring through uh, KHL's stats and seeing who had good uh, points per game to start the season and here's this kid oh well he's 21 years old they're another great defensive play by him so he's not just putting up points uh he's uh he's playing a sound defensive game at 21 in the khl and uh he he also has good vision there there he set up yeah he should have had three points or four points in this game they didn't give him an, a, an assist when he uh when he screened the goalie uh on their second goal uh but he should have had an assist and he had a goal and an assist, and there that that pass we just showed you should have been a a third or fourth point. So um, I I have to say that I, I'm quite impressed by this kid, and I think that uh, he's someone that that I'm going to keep an eye on for the rest of the year. And if he keeps playing like this, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna gonna rank him somewhere in there. And uh, what, what's what's neat about a like I say a 21 year old. He's already proven himself at the KHL level. Um, he's not far away, right? So a team yeah. that's, uh, like I was thinking, like a team like Philadelphia that needs, that's going to need help soon. Um, you, you're in your mid-rounds, and you, you can mm -hmm. pick a kid that might even uh, compete for a spot on your team next year or the year after. That's That can be, uh, instead of the, the typical three- to five-year wait on a prospect, that can also be appealing. Like you yeah. say, well, this guy looks like if he's an above average KHL player at 21, uh, you know, maybe he can crack the NHL sooner rather than later. So um, he's intriguing and I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on him. The only would like to maybe see him uh, go to the hard areas along the boards and stuff a little more, maybe compete a little harder, but, he has no issue going to the front of the net and taking a beating, so it's not like he's he lacks courage. 
Mm -hmm. He's got courage to just maybe battle a little more uh, along the wall and stuff like that. But uh, there, there are a lot of things to like there. So that, that to me is a, is a nice sleeper. There you go. Vitaly Pinchuk seems to be uh, every coach's dream two way player like that. That's uh, usually pretty good. Um, so prospect of the week, last but not least, Mr. Yuho Kainanen. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Uh, what do you got to say about this kid? Yeah, well, I mean, we saw him at Helenka, and he didn't blow anybody away, but you got to give him props here. He, he got eight points in, in this game. And we're in just, one game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. one game. Yeah, so, I mean, hey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're playing against it's Yaukrit. I looked that up, too. Yaukrit. Yaukrit. Not Jokerit or Jokerit. Um, they're a powerhouse, and they play in against Roki, and they're not a powerhouse. So they beat them thirteen-one. But oh. even even still, to get eight, you know, to be in on eight of your team's uh, thirteen goals, uh, did it in a variety of ways. Had had three or four goals, depending on which you want to, uh, and four or five assists. So. Um, I mean, all the props to him for uh, for having a game like that. He hasn't had any. I don't think he's had more than a single point in any other games, and uh, he didn't do anything extra special as far as skill wise. Like uh, he's not going to blow you away with his skill. Uh, none of the goals were highlight real goals, so I don't know that he's uh, like I'm not going to bring him up into the top forty or anything like that no. based on you know, based on one great game, but uh, certainly I wasn't keeping an eye on him after Halenka, but when I looked at the score sheet and saw that he had eight points, uh, it, it, you know, it perked my interest and I will yeah. keep an eye on him the rest of the way. And Hey, if he has a couple more eight point games, he'll, he'll end up, he'll end up getting in the, in the, uh, in the rankings there somewhere. So it, it's another guy to keep an eye on uh, as we go along this year. Yeah, yeah. Could very well be mentioned in the show once more. Uh, that about wraps it up, Grant. We had a busy week, but it's going to get busier. Uh, the NHL training camps are underway. The junior seasons are going to be underway. There's going to be lots to talk about prospect-wise. And this is your one-stop shop. This is the place to get all your prospect news, so don't forget to subscribe. We just passed 700 so we're shooting for a thousand here. So help us, please, people. <laughs> Greatly appreciate and subscribe to. Uh, well, go uh, follow our Twitter page as well, Sick Pod NHL Draft. I still call it Twitter. It's not X. Uh, I refuse. It's Twitter. Um, and with yeah. that, uh, oh, also can't forget. Go subscribe to Recruits.ca monthly subscription. Everything prospect related. Everything Habs related. Grant has it all for you. Okay, don't but forget to go check that out. Glad you mentioned that because I was going to say, hey, you know, you might want to tell them to subscribe to uh, recruits.ca. That's kind of yeah. what keeps the it's in the keeps name. The bread it's on in the name keeps the bread on the table, so to speak. There you go. There you go. Anything? <laughs> anything interesting you can tease coming up? No, I, I know I'm, you released the Logan Mayu interview. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, no, that's it's going to be uh, focusing on rookie camp and uh, the start of the junior seasons and. I mean, there's just so much uh, hockey happening now. It's just cover, 
covered as best I can, uh, both uh, Habs wise and, and draft wise. So just going to be really busy and and, and loving it. Um, the exhibition season's always fun, and uh, yeah. that it's <laughs> it's just days away. So <laughs> the, the red and white scrimmage has always kind of kicks it off, you know, and that yeah. it'll be fun to see that. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I'm going to try to get down to a game. We'll see um, the exhibition game. Certainly the game in Ottawa that they're playing. I guess the last one mm-hmm. uh, of the exhibition seasons in yeah. Ottawa. I'm going to have a chat with the with the uh, the gang there with the Habs and see if I, they can't get me on the, on the list and, and get out to that one. So that'll be fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm excited, Grant. It's, it's ramping up and, and the show is going to ramp up as well, right? We're, you know, we're relying on them for content and they're going to give us plenty. So uh, with that, thank you for tuning in again, and we will see you next Wednesday. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast recruits draft cast on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.